Welcome in. It is another episode of R.J. Bell's Dream Preview College Basketball Edition. I am A.J. Hoffman, joined, as always, by Griffin Warner. Hello, Griffin. How are you? I'm doing fine, A.J. I uh, thought we got through the doldrums uh, last week before the uh, final exams calendar, I think is what everyone was blaming it on. But there is... uh, What a slate this week. I don't know... I don't know what you would call this slate. It's it's very uh, it, it it's not even like bad. It's it's dreadful. Um, it, I, I there's there weren't any games worth even discussing to be honest. So what we decided to do was we're, we're each going to give a best bet. Uh, I figured we'd talk about some of the games on Saturday, some of the results from this weekend where there were actually good games happening. And uh, and then the the basketball god smiled on us and said, "Oh, we've got a discussion topic for you. How about Jawan Howard stepping down as the head coach of Michigan basketball?" Um, we I guess we don't know, and I don't know when we'll know uh, exactly what th- is behind this. Uh, but it does look like it, you know uh, Phil Martelli is going to be taking over as the head coach at, at Michigan, and whether you believe the the rumors that there was a physical confrontation with another coach, whatever it was, it, it looks like Juwan's time there has come to an end, which may not be the worst thing for an X's and O's standpoint, but probably hurts recruiting. Uh, what have you seen on this and, and kind of what's your basketball takeaway from it? Well, I was very interested to see uh, Jalen Rose, his buddy and college teammate, come out and say, listen, Juwan is going to return. He's just taking some health time for his health, considering he just had surgery, like a heart surgery just a couple of months ago, I guess now, I think in September. Uh, but then weirdly was like sitting as an assistant coach uh, while like, I guess he wasn't able bodied enough to be head coach standing up the whole time, but could sit on the, uh, the chairs and get ejected at halftime of a battle for Atlantis game. I think after yelling about uh, a call at the end of the first half, um obviously he's had some disciplinary stuff before uh has definitely like caught a basketball on the court which you'd think as a longtime NBA professional that that wouldn't be something I, it's really bizarre I mean I feel like the let's try to give our alums uh the big job at the helm uh when they don't have to actually earn their stripes and win at lower programs and build their way to certain levels hasn't worked for Georgetown with Patrick Ewing it didn't work with uh, Chris Mullen at St. John's. I mean, there's probably a million other uh, that we could list. And and I think it's a lot of times p- programs that have been struggling that then try to find some magic in a bottle, if you will. Uh, it hasn't worked very well, certainly with a huge name like Juwan Howard, and he had done a fair amount of assistant coaching at the NBA level. So I guess it's not as bad as I just made it sound. But uh, yeah, I guess uh, there's at least a verbal altercation that has not been denied, I also read. But uh, no confirmation that there was a physical altercation between Jawan Howard and the strength and conditioning coach. I guess he just really felt like the uh, the resistant bands weren't, uh, weren't were either too loose or too strong today. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, I mean, it looks like Michigan wasn't a factor this season anyway. Like, probably not a tournament team. So I don't know that it's like any major loss for this season or major discussion point even for this season. But it's. You know, like I said, I think for recruiting purposes, this probably hurts Michigan more than anything, right? 
I mean, it definitely hurts, uh, depending, of course, on who they replace him with. But I, I feel like that's an awkward situation to walk into, of course. But I, I, to be frank, I mean, their schedule has been pretty tough. They had a good win over St. John's at the Garden. So um, I feel like this Michigan team was going to take some lumps getting used to playing without Hunter Dickinson. And then, I mean, I don't think Olivier Chamois going there was uh, saying we're going to be playing the NIT. I think there's some big names in that list, certainly not as much talent as we've seen the last few seasons, it's been a pretty big exodus, which maybe might point to a little bit of the stress that uh, uh, good old co- ball coach is under. And Juwan Howard having to, like, they made a story about watching one of the Michigan games about having to really recruit his son to, like, make it make sure that that was the right place for him to go. Um, there's been a lot of weird stuff going on around the program and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I feel like they were expecting to be in that kind of log jam in the middle of the Big Ten, probably shooting for a 10 or 11 seed or get overseeded to like a nine that no one could understand. Uh, and that's what they were really hoping for. Um, it does feel like, I mean, Phil Martelli had a great career at St. Joseph's, but uh, is not there for a reason because his program basically – was so distant memory of the Jameer Nelson days and, and all those, those players. So uh, I'm expecting this to be an interim at best situation. I can't imagine they'll pull someone mid season. I don't think anyone does that in college, but uh, probably get a, a new coach coming in. I don't know if they have any recent alums that are in the, the like the coaching game, but I, I keep seeing Jay, Jay Lucas on uh, the Duke bench. And I feel like he's been, Moving around many, many programs. I feel like that's a name that's going to eventually get a head coaching job. Probably not Michigan, though. That's probably too high. That does seem like a big reach. Uh, the other big thing that happened, at least today, as we record this on Sunday, is uh, Bronny James made his debut for the USC Trojans after his health scare had kept him off the floor to start the season. And promptly, the USC Trojans continued to lose basketball games. Uh, they lost by five in overtime as hosts to Long Beach State. I think they were 11 or 12 point favorites. Giant killers. Not a great look. And it was, I mean, none of the guards played well. Collier, Boogie Ellis, um, I, I, both of them were like five for 15, four for 14. Um, Collier was 0 for 5 from three. Bronny, one for three from the field, uh, made a three pointer split a couple free throws and and had three rebounds uh good day for him i guess as if you know it played 17 minutes i don't think they were asking much from him um so again it's hard to know what this guy is uh but right now you and i were both high on usc coming into the season i don't know about you i've been disappointed of late um at least with results uh, i i like that today iwachua was was more involved uh, than he has been. I, I think that's a key for them is is just making him a real factor, which is something that they've been hesitant to do for whatever reason, I guess, because they're so guard dependent. Uh, but I, I feel like that makes him an even stronger option down low when you've got a bunch of good guards to spread everybody out, like just let him win one-on-ones or, or just feed him. Uh, but either way, uh, USC now five and four on the season, probably not where they expected to be. Yeah, probably not. Uh, Kansas State is probably really disappointing as well. All right, let's take a look at some of the games that happened on Saturday. And we're not going to spend a whole bunch of time on these, but just kind of kick around at least some of the the bigger games and, and the results and if you had any takeaways from them. Uh, Arizona absolutely hammers Wisconsin. Uh, is Arizona going into the week, 
was the number one team in the country. They beat Wisconsin by 25 points. So I'll ask you this way. Is Arizona the best team in the country? I mean, they're scary. Uh, Putting up 98 points against a Wisconsin team that I really thought was going to try to slow this game to a halt. Clearly, it didn't work very well, though I feel like if Wisconsin went to Tucson and thought to themselves, we're going to score 73, we got a chance to win this game, not lose by 25. Um, I'm impressed by Arizona also scheduling that Duke game earlier in the season. I feel like that was uh, a big test for them early and seemingly one that they passed with flying colors. So... Uh, I'm impressed with what we've seen so far. I mean, absolutely smashing a good Colgate low major team as well. Um, I guess you could probably knock them a little bit for struggling with Michigan State, but you can't beat everyone by 30, though certainly Arizona are trying to do that or is trying to do that. Um, I feel like the Pac-12 is going to be fairly easy to walk through, especially if USC, one of their big challengers, is going to be struggling at this level. Um, And, you know, great start for Arizona. Are they the best team in the country? I feel like it's so hard to answer. Um, Because really what's going to happen, it's all going to be determined by matchups at some point. Uh, Caleb Love shooting 30% from three sounds about right this season. Uh, 50 attempts in eight games feels like a ridiculous amount. Um, But I don't think he has any sort of conscience. Um, I don't even think he's gotten hot, but it's always a heat check. Uh, Elsewhere, Kansas beats Missouri. But not by enough. They do not get the cover. Uh, for the first time in, I think, four years, they failed to cover against Missouri. Usually they they absolutely handle that team. A good fight put up by Missouri. Uh, Purdue and Alabama was a six-point spread. Landed six. Zach Eady, 35 points, seven boards uh, in his return to the Great White North. Gonzaga fell to Washington, 78-73. Uh, Colorado State got beat by St. Mary's, 64-61. And the other top 25 upset, uh, which I was suckered into, and I think you were on the right side of this one, Utah with a 73-69 went over BYU. BYU was just never really in it. I was on the wrong side early. I, I knew it. Uh, they made it a game, I guess, at least at the end, but couldn't get all the way back. Uh, so BYU suffers their first loss of the year. On to the bright side of things. Yeah, I feel like you're burying the lead, the lead here. Is. Come on. 2-0, and baby. 2-0 and on best bets from last week's uh, last last pod uh, as Clemson gets a 74-66 win over TCU. Also there in Toronto and Oklahoma, 79-70 win over Arkansas. Both of our best bets hit and the champagne was popped. Ooh, Although yes. there was a lot of questions on Twitter, Griffin, <laughs> as... Oh, were there? Oh, yes. I, I don't want to say like... I, I've 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 done really well on best bets on this pod this season. You've been rolling. You've been keeping us alive, keeping us afloat. The uh, the Titanic is my side of the boat. That's and, for sure. And then on Thursday, I say best bet for the weekend: Oklahoma minus four. And what do I see on Saturday? Griffin Warner, Arkansas <laughs> plus four. Here's why I love them. I could. I've. I've. I felt betrayed. I felt. Mm. Uh, I, I mean, it was. It, it felt like a stab in the back is what it felt like. But um, well, you can you can peel the knife out of your back as we have a two and oh. And, you know, rumor has it we might just never lose a best bet on this podcast again. We just needed a simple two and oh to get the, the ship or I guess I'll, I'll leave the Titanic references behind. We need to get the train back on the tracks. And now we're just choo chooing all the way as far as we can. Um, yeah. Okay. You know. 
Huh, I unfortunately sometimes I feel like I need to ensure my co-host best bet is a winner. So uh, I wanted to make sure that uh, at least one of us would be happy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Somebody got paid off of it. Fair enough. All right. So uh, we've gotten through the chit chat. We're not we're not going to make this a long episode. We're just going to hit you with a couple best bets. Like I said, the the pickings this weekend or this week are slim and. Uh, this weekend looks like it's going to be a good slate again. So our Thursday episode will be back to normal. We'll preview the big games and, and we'll we'll give best bets there as well. But here I we I made just kind of an executive decision today that we'll just we're just going to give you a best bet and not try and pretend like you're interested in some game that no one wants to watch. Uh, us, <laughs> I mean, trying to figure out even what to look at. I mean, it's it, when I say the pickings are slim, it's like Utah State and Santa Clara might be one of the best games this week. Headliner. Um, it, like it, Furman and Tulane is a game that's like, oh, it's okay. I could see that being decent. Like that, those are the games I'm talking about. It, it's a, it, it is dead. So, um, yeah. So we skipped over that, and we're just going to give best bets. Griffin, you want to give a promo code, and then I'll, uh, I'll lead off with the best bets this week. Yes, I'd love to uh, jump into that promo code. Use the promo code Break Fifteen. I feel like we're on one of those breaks, even though we are in. The hot time, the the beginning and middle or whatever part of the college basketball season as some conference tournament or conference play has already kicked off, tipped off is probably the more appropriate thing. Uh, but we've got a little bit of the doldrums, as we already mentioned on this episode, but we're getting into getting past uh, the end of first semester into second semester. Used to be a time when all these players become eligible. I don't know if we have that much of a concern now because the portal has changed our lives forever and probably not for the better. But use the promo code BREAK15. Go for $15 off for any listener of this college basketball podcast. Good for seven days from podcast release. So you got to the 17th of December. But why wait? Uh, jump in on it. Go save 15 bucks. You can buy uh, a, probably a significant portion of a daily package from AJ or I. Um, you can probably jump into a season long as well and get $15 off. So use that promo code BREAK15. B-R-E-A-K-15. Good during this slight break as we get ready for another big weekend of college basketball coming up next week. All right. And like I said, coming off a fantastic 2-0, and finally, uh, we'll get into best bets, and I'll lead it off with a game Please on do. Wednesday uh, right here in Henderson, Nevada, where uh, where I live, um, just outside of Vegas. The Creighton Blue Jays are in town taking on UNLV, so this isn't a true home game for UNLV. They're playing it on a neutral floor here at the Dollar Loan Center. Um, and I'm going to project Creighton minus 16, and I'm going to take Creighton minus 16. This is a pretty simple handicap. Creighton blows out bad teams and they, they play a, like a bully style and McDermott just tends to keep his foot on the gas even late into games. And if you look this weekend, they outscored Central Michigan 53 to 28 in the second half of a 45 point win. So it's like, could they have coasted? Yeah. But did they? No, that's not what they're looking to do. And as when you're defending this Creighton team, they really make they they I shouldn't say when when you're looking at the Creighton defense, you have to make a choice. They are one of the best perimeter defense teams in the country. They allow the lowest three-point attempt rate in the country. But the alternative is, like, you can, you can say, okay, we'll attack you down low. But Ryan Carpenter is an elite rim protector, and Caleb Boone, basically the only useful size that UNLV has to Oak State transfer. He's been a key part of their offense this season, and it, it, they it's, quite frankly, a team that's a terrible shooting team, UNLV. But even if Boone has a good day, what secondary piece is going to be able to step up here? I, I don't see it. And then on the other end, 
the Rebels are just a they're a, a dreadful defensive team. They allow one of the highest three point rates in the country. That's bad news against Creighton, who have literally one through five willing and capable shooters all over the floor. And this is a huge step up in competition for UNLV. They've gone one and three against the Ken Palm top one hundred and fifty. They've been blown out at home by Southern, who's not even close to the top two hundred. Uh, they, this team is just not equipped to play with the big boys and there should be a crowd edge for the rebels. I think that may be the only advantage they have. So, uh, my best bet is going to be Creighton minus 16. I'll play it up to 18. I, th- I think they, uh, I think they blow them out here where are you headed for your best bet Griff. Yeah. Before we even get to mine, I mean, UNLV, I've backed them once this year and a loss to Florida state, which, uh, was, uh, just impossible to watch after you bet them. Unfortunately, uh, they're an, a, pretty much the island of misfit toys. They got a lot of new players, big names from pretty big programs, the boons of the world from Oklahoma state alongside Jalen Hill from Oklahoma. I guess they've let their uh, Oklahoma rivalries get past them. There's no bedlam, hopefully in that locker room, but pretty much the big names that seem talent. They got Luis Rodriguez from Ole Miss from years ago as well. Uh, Isaiah Cottrell from West Virginia, just so many big names, but uh, either they're going to gel and play really well towards the end of the mountain West or they're, possibly going to it's going to go down in flames so we'll see i'm looking forward to that uh and i agree with you not a lot of home court advantage for whenever you and lv plays in the vegas area if they're not at the thomas and max center even when they are in that conference tournament i feel like they don't get a ton of love yeah uh, i'm gonna go if there's not a lot of choices out here but one team i've been following pretty closely um have lost against them this year uh on an akron game i really like utah state uh, looking like a about a possession favorite on the road. I know everyone probably is is choking on on their glass of water or champagne if you're still celebrating. Our I can't believe this. Yes, I know. Usually something that I look past, but this is what happens when you're um, really scraping the barrel of of college basketball games this week. But I've been looking into backing Santa Clara, and I'm really glad that I haven't been doing that this season. Uh, a, a team that I really like in the Mount or in the West Coast Conference. I've liked them for years past, but this is a totally new team. They've lost their last three games against uh, teams in Division One uh, and have been lead, have been trailing, excuse me, by more than ten points on average in all three against Ohio State on a neutral at California, who's one of the worst power conference teams if you can even call the Pac-12 that. I guess we got a few more months to go and then uh got pretty much embarrassed at a neutral court game against New Mexico this weekend. I was looking to backing them this weekend, thought to myself, wow, this is such a new team. Um even their like worst pieces have moved on and transferred to other places. Uh I just feel like there's a lot of problems with Santa Clara and I feel like they're still getting some credit from previous metrics or previous seasons or even just previous prestige from a former North Carolina state head coach like Herb Sendak. So uh, I'm giving you Utah state, a slight road favorite. I'm expecting something in the three to four range. Uh, Something in that area I think is enough for a Utah state team that just seems to have replaced a, a coach that got famous for knocking out the first number one seed in the NCAA tournament, but really didn't do much at Utah state. And uh, it seems like a program more than a, a person or something like that re- leading the helm. So take Utah State, a slight road favorite, three to four points. Uh, and then we'll see. It's a big test for Santa Clara against a, a, what seems like a new but pretty solid team to get their new players that are all over the place to actually play together and stay competitive, which I don't think they do. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How's your social battery right now, AJ? I know sometimes I get drained and it could be easy to ignore 
your social battery and just spread yourself too thin, you know, especially when it comes to social gatherings and maybe just things you're not in the mood for. Well, do you know the right amount of socializing you need to do to keep yourself balanced? Therapy can give you that self-awareness and you can build basically your routine that reflects what you need personally. Everybody's different in this way. That was a big driver for me when I was in therapy. I got a lot out of it, and it's so easy here. Give BetterHelp a try if you've said, I don't want to go out of my way to do this. It's all online. It's as convenient as can be, and it's suited to you. It's simple. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Vegas today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Vegas. AJ, it's important to me that the supplements that I take every single day are of the highest quality. And that's why ever since they jumped the board as a sponsor with us, I've been drinking AG1. Because for AG1, quality isn't just a buzzword. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality. And I love that every scoop has prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes for my gut support, B vitamins for energy. It's got the magnesium and ashwagandha for stress support, also testosterone support, vitamin C and zinc to support my immune system. I don't get sick anymore. Well, you're welcome for introducing you to AG1. Yeah, but uh, I mean, this stuff is incredible. And so many people have asked me, are you just reading commercials? No, man. AG1 is actually legit. And there's a reason why I drink it every single day. It just makes taking care of my health so much easier in general. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash SOV. That's drinkag1.com slash SOV. Check it out. Yeah, and Utah State, like if if just looking at it from the outside, they they lost their their two road games. They lost one to Bradley in overtime, which I don't know if that's a bad loss. Like I think Bradley's pretty good, and and you know to take them to overtime was not a bad loss. And then uh, St. Louis, they beat eighty one seventy six. I I think St. Louis is super down this year, but I I still think that's a tough place to go and play. And Santa Clara, this isn't like a big road trip. It's not a tough home court uh, to go to. So. Uh, I, I like your side here. I, I do think Utah State gets the job done on the road as well. All right, that's going to do it. Short and sweet, Griffin, uh, as we like it. We'll be back next Thursday, or this Thursday, I suppose, uh, with a lot better games. I promise. There's, <laughs> If you're a college basketball fan, it's just it's hard times this week, and that's just the way it goes sometimes. I'm not sure why the schedule is like this. Um, but they say it seemed like they saved everything up for Saturday last week, and then they're like, We're not doing anything else until next Saturday. So, uh, that's how they want to do it. So be it. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do our best every time and, and try and give you something. So, Griffin, appreciate it as always, my man. Um, thank you guys for listening. Please tell your friends, give a, give a review. The, the five star review is always our favorite kind. And uh, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And we will talk to you guys on Thursday. Best of luck this week. Thank you.